There is a division in our scriptures this morning between the cursed crowd and the righteous, the woe to you crowd and the blessed are you. Margie read of those shrubs in the desert, those cursed mortals who make flesh their strength division. But those who trust in the Lord, they are like trees planted by streams of water, says Jeremiah. It's just as though he was singing Psalm 1. We just sung Psalm 1. Happy are those who delight in the law of God. They are like trees planted by streams of water. But the division, the wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind draw, drives away. With any division, one must choose a side. Unless you're Presbyterian, then it's been chosen for you. But it seems even Presbyterians are exercising free will, personal liberties, and we choose sides by checking in with our networks, our network news. But another way would be to, well, to listen to Jesus. From the Gospel of Luke, the sixth chapter, verses 17 through 26, hear the word of God. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for the power came out from him, and he healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Those who are blessed and those who are in the woe, which side do you choose? Or did Jesus make the choice for us? Woe to the rich, woe to the full, woe to the laughing, woe to those who look for the approval of others. Your task is to be true and not popular. I don't know which side you find yourself on, but can I say that I'm on the side that is just tired of all the sides? the division. I don't think Jeremiah and the psalmist and Jesus' desire was to be about the message that the line divides. After all, we're the ones who drew the line in the first place. 
gerrymandering the way we live and move and have our being to be with people who look like us and sound like us and act like we do. No, I do believe. I do believe that Jeremiah, the psalmist, and Jesus are calling us to erase the line through wandering and wondering about the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God both day and night. It's full time. Full time. The image that is used is to be like a tree planted near streams of water. When was the last time you lived that metaphor? When was the last time you applied the brakes, took the exit, slowing down to make the turn to the gravel road, slowing down as the road narrows and the tree canopy hides the sky? It all narrows down, and then you come to a stop, open the door, and it smells like Genesis 1, fresh as Genesis 1. When was the last time you came to a favorite place where the water and the rock collide? Coolness of the air, catch your breath, holy place. I'm hoping to be there tomorrow my hope is to be in the mountains of Colorado. I'm less of a skier and more of a bump on a log. I like to sit on the, on the tree, under a tree, while the snow is falling, the tree collecting, the snow collecting in the branches, to be among trees. For the word of God comes to me there always comes to me there in a still, small voice, the sound that snow makes when it falls. And the word of God is always the same to me. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. When I am among the trees, especially the willows and the honey locust, equally the beech, the oaks, the pines, they give off such hints of gladness. I would almost say they save me and daily, says the poet. Part of what it means to meditate on the word of God both day and night is to seek to understand the mystery of the metaphor. Take time to be the tree planted by streams of water. For there they speak of holy things, eternal things. Luke writes, everyone was trying to touch him. Everyone was trying to touch him. There is no division there. As if everyone knows there is in us all something that is broken. As the poet writes, I am so distanced from the hope of myself. No division, 
We're all in need of salvation together, and our brokenness can draw us in. Blessed are you who've lost it all. Blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who mourn. The light flows from their branches, branches and they call again. It's simple, they say. And you too have come into this world to do this, to go easy, to be filled with light and to shine. We are thirsty. All are thirsty. Everyone was reaching out to touch him. We have these roots that stretch for the water. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. You have come into this world to do this, to go easy, to be filled with light and to shine. I have come to believe that it is the will of God, the desire of God, the hope of God, that we be about the eternal, to be light. And I have come to believe this through people like you. I have come to believe this oddly during times of brokenness and death. So much in January. But what I have come to believe is that my life is being lived among the trees and they give off such hints of gladness. <laughs> this January, I find myself in the thoughts of Susan Boffman. I don't know. Susan, do you know Susan Boffman? She chaired the search committee that brought me to you. Susan was too modest to say it, but it was one of the greatest things she ever did. I don't know if you knew Susan. I do know, that, know this, that she would have loved you. In fact, that's a favorite story of mine about Susan. Her daughter planning the wedding of her wedding, trying to figure out who's going to sit where. And Susan says, oh, I just love that couple. And her daughter said back to Susan, Mom, you don't even know that couple. And Susan said, well, I will love them. Susan moved from Nashville a few years back to be near her family for she was losing her memory, but Susan kept a diary. Now listen to what she wrote. I'm constantly forgetting where things are, wasting so much time searching for things. It's very frustrating. Emotionally, I'm becoming more vulnerable. Broken searching like a root in dry ground. And then she finds it. She writes, I'm more vulnerable now. That's good. I feel more deeply about things, people, situations. I'm just more aware of everyone and everything. And now while writing this, I suddenly realize that these are the very things I've been praying for. Be more present and available to God to come off the road, to sit in the holy place, to be among trees, 
On Thanksgiving Day, Susan realized or came to learn that she had pancreatic cancer. And she said to the doctors, it's Thanksgiving. Don't worry about me. You all just go home. You have family. Just go home. Telling her son to go home. Mom, I'm not leaving the hospital, he said. Her eyes on the holy. She said, okay. Well, why don't you sleep here in my bed and, and I'll take the chair? Son said, Mom, that's just too hard to explain to the hospital staff. <laughs> Eternal. The one who meditates on the law. You love your God. And you look. You look for your neighbor. And your neighbor can be a doctor or a nurse or your son. And you love that one more than you love yourself. It's the holy. We live among the trees. I find myself there. Show me a life and I'll show you something of the eternal. Show me a life and I'll show you something of God. Elizabeth Farmer, so optimistic, so positive, like the flowers she'd create Sunday on Sunday. Judge Barbara Haynes, who had an eye for the least of these and would make justice roll down like waters for those who were thirsty for justice in this world. Cynthia Hill, who listened to one of Casey's sermons on the time in which Jesus took a basin of water and a, a towel. And it resonated so with her. That's, that's it. And after church, she ran over to Casey's house, knocked on the door with a basin of water and a towel. None of you have ever done that for me. <laughs> Don't. But there, in front of God and everyone, it's just what she did. Fifteen years, she volunteered for hospice. I live among trees. James Kaminsky saved a roommate. James, just some sturdy oak. His roommate in college wrote, Living with James and having his support my senior year, I believe, saved my life. Saved me from spiraling into depression. When I am among the trees, they give me such hints of gladness, I would almost say that they save me daily. I could go on and on about you, this world, together. I live among trees planted by streams of living water.